Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So one of the most amazing things that has happened to me in my new home is I have found a church that I love. I have found a church. How hard it is to find a church. I woke up one morning and turned to my wife and I said, how hard is it to preach the gospel? It's written down. You can read it and then talk about what you read and what you think it means. That's your whole job. That is all you have to do. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. I was going to uh, an Anglican church Friday before Easter when you remember the crucifixion and the priest got up. And the thing about the Episcopal Church is in the Episcopal Church, God is leftist politics with a beard on. And this guy was giving a sermon, I believe it was on Good Friday, and he said, Jesus died for the uh, non-binary child who isn't being allowed to use the bathroom he wants. (laughs) And I thought, well, he did, but not for that reason, not for the reason you think. And I thought, you know, just, and my whole feeling was nothing against non-binary, transgender, whatever, nothing against individual people. Just show me in the gospel where it says that, but you can't because it's not there, so don't make stuff up. That's Andrew Clavin with the Daily Wire uh, there. Uh, he was so excited he found a church that he actually uh, fit in with. We have seen it, man. Uh, even Christianity Today uh, they're attacking conservatives who believe in the in the word of God, what what it says, and this modern wokeism, absolutely no different than the the pagans of Rome. It's just a it's a new variety, and, and so many churches as prophesied or quote shifting away, turning away, celebrating transgender pastors and their sermons on white guilt. This uh, new church wants kids to obey the gender queer teacher over over mom and dad. I tell you, they're they're pedal to the metal, pedal to the metal. So today, I wish to pray a prayer that was written for this incredible day. Will you pray with me? Oh God of pronouns, we give praise to the Great One, the One who was identifiable as God. I am what I am, you say, the great they, the incarnate he and she, the God of trans being. Get out of that building. Lightning's about to hit. (laughs) Right? I mean, that's that's beyond. And didn't it just seem like it used to be corralled on some maybe very liberal college campuses? You see how quickly this is spread out? crazy these are uh students at duke divinity school and it's affiliated with the united methodist church and they had a a worship service good young people at college going to go into a worship service at a 
uh, Methodist Duke Divinity School Church. Okay, there you go. It, you know what the, the service was all about? Uh, it was a special pride worship service to pray to the great queer one. You know, pride is the number one sin, right? Am I right? Pride is like the prevalent out there. And to actually go into, quote, his house and to tell him that what he wrote in the scriptures divinely inspired from God is is wrong, that he's wrong, and that your pride, forget worshiping God the creator, it's human pride. Just that name pride that they, that they use that, right? The student group, Divinity Pride at Duke, affirming the dignity, faithfulness, and strength of lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, gender, sexuality, nonconforming Christians. Good morning, the holy and queer one be with you. Duke they University. truly are to step into the holy one's fire that burns away all that says we are not good enough and refines us by the Pentecostal fire to be... Yeah, you want to watch out with the fire there, honey. Who exactly the great queer one. Fluid not allow us to make our ideas of you into an idol. You are mother, father, and parent. You know what's even scarier? That the congregation knows the words. Fluid not allow us to make our ideas of you into an idol. You are mother, father, and parent. Mm. Send your kids to college. They'll come back at Thanksgiving. Hi. Uh, well, listen, you haven't been around in a while. i glad you're back. Why don't you say the Thanksgiving Say the Thanksgiving prayer. All right, Dad, sure. Go ahead. Good morning, the holy and queer one be with you. Oh, shut up, you. My stars. What is you are drag queen and trans man and gender fluid, incapable of limiting your vast expressions of beauty. Okay, I don't want a civil war. I don't want anybody to die, but I'm ready to split this sucker in half. Go ahead. Uh, what should we do? Well, let's take a... Should we give them the, well, we don't have enough rain out west. Uh, well, I guess, uh, I would be perfectly fine living away from people like that. Having them no influence in the in the uh, border, you know, the imaginary lines that we make up called states, right? You know, realize that. They're imaginary lines that we draw on, on God's earth, right? But uh, I guess we gotta, we, we, we gotta be like that now. That That's the great queer one? God bless America. (sighs) At that service, I watched some more of the video. I had to know what they were going to be preaching about. Uh, They had Jacob wrestling with, uh, they called a stranger, but it was an angel until daybreak. And uh, it was really God. And uh, Jacob responded, I will not let you go unless you you bless me. As a result, God bless Jacob, gave him the new name Israel. And, And they took that battle where he'd hurt his hip. And they turned it into an example of a negotiated body. A transgendered body is what they were actually saying. I guess, well, I guess that when you look from Genesis to Revelation in the Bible, looking for someone that, that proves that transgenderism is true, that's all you got? Jacob Tip, the guy, uh, the struggle? Oh, okay. Uh, the transition from female to male is through Jacob. Wow, boy, that's a stretch. 
this uh, the Presbyterian Church USA, not to be confused with other Presbyterian churches that aren't part of the USA, like uh, my dad's denomination, the the EPC, Evangelical Presbyterian. There's quite a few around the valley here as well, but uh, they split from this whacked out USA denomination. They got a new hymn. Uh, Turn to him, page two forty three. The climate is changing. They have a hymn in church. The climate is changing. Could you? No, I don't even want to imagine. Um, Congresswoman uh, on Esther, uh, Maxine Waters, wig wearing Waters, she said the Democrats are going to protect the LGBT community for what she called Republican anti-gay movement. Uh, hey, Mad Max, come on, Maxine, you know you don't want this in your church, do you? Impregnating Mary, fathering God, breastfeeding God of many breasts. You shadow, you shatter all stereotypes, making every single person male and female. Male and female, intersex, non-binary, in your image, exactly in your image. Spectrum, rainbow God, who put your promise for non-violence in the symbol for queer love before humanity knew, because you knew who had Joseph, who could not sleep with a woman in a beautiful lady's cloak, perhaps of rainbow colors, before we knew. You knew. Thank thank you, Daphne, for that. And we would like to call up uh, to the front here our new youth minister, uh, Elder Joe. Elder Joe, come on up. Tell the church about uh, how you're working with the kids. The idea that an eight-year-old child or a 10-year-old child decides, you know, I decided I want to be transgender. That's what I think I'd like to be. It may make my life a lot easier. There should be zero discrimination. In the 1930s, the, the Marxists thought they could get the workers to rise up and overthrow capitalism. Today, oh, they didn't go away. Uh, they procreated other Marxists. Uh, their weapon is destruction of family through all this sexual chaos. That's exactly what they're doing. And, and it's such a such a huge deal that Governor DeSantis wants to protect little, 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 little kids from hearing about what big, big, big men and women do with each other when they uh, reach a certain age. And uh, it used to be behind closed doors, but now it's all out right there in the open and we need to tell kindergartners. Uh, about it right nothing about nothing's age inappropriate anymore right i guess not uh and if you do want to stop the the taking away the innocence of children that's how i look at it you're taking away the innocence of children you're hypersexualizing children and they're trying to redefine of course we know marriage uh, and the family, Black Lives Matter, with the getting rid of the Western nuclear family, uh, the gender. And I mean, it is it's to the whole point where being tolerant now means uh, you, you got you got to allow predators on your family. No, no. And if you stand up against it, you're trans something or bigoted something. Uh, the, the Their objective has stayed the same, but their tactics have changed. They're brainwashing little kids, man, to be transgender affirming. And, and once you believe us, once the school can teach them that, then get them back into the house where they can where they can disrupt the family, right? That's, that's what it is. It's rooted in disrupting the family. 
And that's why they're doing it secretly. That's why they're getting caught. These school boards getting caught. They, the the uh, Virginia school board got caught covering up the rape of a 14-year-old girl by a gender-fluid student. And you have uh, the Senate confirming the Supreme Court nominee, Judge Jackson, uh, a history of leniency toward these sick, demonic adults that have uh, or have on their person or distribute child porn. None of this is a coincidence. And uh, imagine actually being to the point of breaking down in tears over the fact that a kindergartner uh, doesn't have to find out what man-on-man sex is all about. This is a political wedge issue and an attempt to win a culture war. And they're doing that in a way that is harsh and cruel uh, to... Uh, harsh and cruel. This is Jen Psaki. You know, she's going to be in May, probably leaving the White House, going to MSNBC. So she's doing a lot of real easy, friendly podcasts out there that are interviewing her. And listen to her break down in tears over the fact that DeSantis did the gay parents their rights back. A community of kids, especially. I'm, I'm like going to get emo- uh, I'm going to get emotional about this issue because I just it's horrible. But uh but, you know, it's it's like kids who are bullied and it's like all these leaders are, are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives and hurt their families. And you look at some of these laws in these states and it is going out with parents who are in loving relationships who have kids. It's completely outrageous. Sorry. I, I'm just, this is an issue that makes me completely crazy, but it is an issue that is a political wedge issue. It is not a reflection of where the is. Carrie Show on the Valley's Power Talk. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. You think the border was bad back uh, when uh, Biden first got in with all the Haitians under the bridge, right? Do we have any video of those Haitians getting off boats? You know, the 15,000, 20,000 under the bridge? Because they're Haitians that came from Haiti, which is an island, right? So where's all the video of them getting off the boats, right? Oh, oh, what's that? Oh, they they were in Chile and Brazil. Okay, see? Okay, they've been down there for years, and that's what happened. But what we're going to see here... Title 42, that's going to be going away May 23rd, that stopped people seeking asylum at the border due to COVID. Uh, Now uh, Joe Biden's going to lift it up, wide open border. We're going to talk with media director of the Federation of American Immigration Reform, FAIR. Ira Melman's going to be on the show. And uh, it's a dereliction of constitutional duty to protect the states from an invasion. And you go, well, it's not an invasion. Come on. Wait till May 23rd if you think what's been happening is not an invasion. Uh, the churches all going woke. I, I tell you, these uh, 
these churches, I mean, listen to this right here. I wouldn't want to be within a country mile of this congregation. Lightning strike from heaven. Good morning, the holy and queer one be with you. They truly are to step into the holy one's fire that burns away all that says we are not good enough and refines us by the Pentecostal fire to be who exactly the great queer one. Fluid not allow us to make our ideas of you into an idol. You are mother, father, and parent. Okay. Half of adults, studyfinds.org, say they believe their spirit lives on after death. Uh, this survey, though, was from the United Kingdom, from the UK. I, I think maybe it'd be a little more based on uh, some Christi- Christian beliefs if it were done in the United States. But hey, uh, prove me wrong, probably. Uh, they, they say, uh, regardless of whether people think they're going to go to heaven, 55% worry their life choices could end up sending them uh, to, to hell. How dare you? Uh, poll finds 68% of all respondents have no fear of what come next. Uh, one in four think people go to heaven or hell. 16% believe they'll exist in a spiritual realm. And 16% believe in reincarnation. Reincarnation? I, that would be probably the... The scariest thing to believe in. Uh, you go to bed at night, you close your eyes, you go to sleep, and what? You're going to wake up and be a horse in a field in Kentucky? I mean, that reincarnation. Well, you're going to be a rat in a subway. Uh, you're going to wake up and be somebody somebody else. I, You, you know what? Give me heaven. I don't want another go around <laughs> this, this crazy world. Uh, okay, one in four people think uh, you go to heaven or hell. One in four. Wow. Hmm. Uh, well, that means three and four are blinded to the truth in the UK. Uh, here's uh, one here. Four and five people, 84% say, all you have to do is live a good life, be a generally good person, and you're right on your way to heaven. One in three claim you have to have your, your faith and a higher power to reach the afterlife, is what studyfinds.org says. And one in five says it requires you to confess all your sins. So let me take that study and flip it around. Four in five think they don't have to admit being a sinner. Mark Dice, maybe you've seen him online. He goes out, he interviews people on the streets. Uh, Normal Americans just walking down the street and listen when he talks to them about banning the Bible. And the Bible. We're just trying to get rid of this hate speech just to help the New World Order. But Amazon is still selling it to a lot of people, and we're just trying to get them to stop that. Why so. would I want to ban the Bible? Well, you know, it makes a lot of people feel uncomfortable. Uh, uh, it's hurting a lot of people's feelings. Yeah. Just print here and, yeah, print birthday and a signature. You know, the Bible hurts a lot of people's feelings, and it makes a lot of people feel uncomfortable. And if we can get rid of it, you know, that'll really help with the New World Order. A lot of people want to burn the existing ones, but maybe we can do that later. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Amazon has finally stopped selling a lot of racist and anti-Semitic books by people like former KKK leader David Duke. They were selling his autobiography for years. They finally stopped selling it, but they're still selling the Bible. So we're just trying to... So I'm just signing to not have the Bible be sold on Amazon? Yeah. Okay, that sounds like a good thing for humanity. 
You know, if somebody already purchased one, you know, I mean, at least at this point, we're not going to confiscate them, maybe in the future, but we just don't want anybody else to be purchasing new copies. Good luck. Thank you. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You are drag queen and trans man and gender fluid, incapable of limiting your vast expressions of beauty. Yeah, he's a media director for the Federation of American Immigration Reform. Ira Melman, back on the show next, talking Title 42. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You're listening to The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Well, you thought we had problems with the border before, and we did, uh, as Bachman Turner Overdrive said, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, You ain't seen nothing yet? That is correct. I'd like to welcome to the show, he's a media director for FAIR, the Federation of American Immigration Reform. Ira Melman, welcome back, sir. Good to be back. Thank you. I I hear that you're kind of fired up about this as well, this Title 42 going away May 23rd. Ira, for those that aren't well-versed on Title 42, give them a quick recap, would you? Title 42, it's actually a long-standing provision in the law going back to the 1940s uh, that says that uh, during a health emergency, we can summarily re- uh, return people who come across the border illegally in order to preserve and protect public health. Uh, that provision was invoked in March of 2020 at the onset of the COVID pandemic. Uh, the Biden administration actually left it in place for the first year or so of the administration, uh, and now they are using the pretense of of a uh, CDC report that says that COVID is not as serious as it was a few months ago uh, to do away with this. Uh, now, first of all, we, we still have a global pandemic. Uh, you know, Shanghai, the uh, city of 28 million people, is currently in complete lockdown because of the spread of COVID. Uh, Japan is facing a COVID epidemic. Uh, it could be here very, very quickly. So we still need it to protect public health. Uh, and we also need it because the Biden administration has done away with every other mechanism uh, that would uh, actually secure and protect our borders. So that once Title 42 goes away, we have nothing. It is just completely open season and chaos down there at the border. You know, you brought up securing the border for our health. Uh, That should be our objective uh, 24-7, whether we have a pandemic or not, like Ellis Island. We used to check people for diseases. Uh, You know, we should be doing that all the time. 
We should, uh, but, you know, it, it's especially true now that we are still dealing with a pandemic. Uh, you know, if you go back to uh, December 2019, the first cases appeared in China. Uh, a month later, we had the first case here in the United States. By March of 2020, we had a, a full-blown health crisis in this country. So it could happen really, really quickly. Uh, you know, the administration is trying to leave other provisions in place related to covid they ought to leave this one as well but their objective here is just to throw that border open entirely they don't care what the consequences are whether it's health uh, national security fiscal impact on communities all around the country they, they simply don't care ira uh, every president from george washington on has put their hand and sworn on the constitution to uphold it and part of that uh, that duty that they have is if a state is under attack invasion they have to de- defend it uh that has been completely set aside i would say uh what, what was it two, they're projecting 2.1 or 2.6 million possibly this year especially with title 42 uh, i would call that an invasion it, it is, you know, the Department of Homeland Security itself has said that once Title 42 goes away, they expect a million people to come across that border within the first six weeks. Uh, you know, that there is no way they can possibly screen people uh, for health, uh, for security risks, for criminal records. Uh, that they're just going to be releasing people. Uh, you know, rather than uh, coming up with some kind of plan to try to avert this kind of even greater crisis, what they're trying to do is find better ways of managing it, uh, and ma- mainly that means moving people away from the border and into the interior of the country even more quickly than they're doing now. Uh, so, you know, the administration's plan is just to move people in here as quickly as possible, knowing full well uh, that they're going to disappear, never going to show up for their hearings, uh, and going to probably remain here forever. Uh, Ira, I want you to listen to Mr. Beto O'Rourke down in Texas saying he's all for the lifting of Title 42, but he knows he knows what's going to happen. Listen, they know. When you listen to the mayors and sheriffs and communities like Del Rio, Texas, they don't have the capacity to handle this right now, and they haven't yet heard a plan from the Biden administration. I know that that administration can come up with something, but they need to communicate it to these border communities. But Jonathan, yes, it's time to end Title 42. Let's just make sure that we're doing it responsibly and that we're doing it in partnership with the border communities who will bear the brunt of any policy changes coming from Washington, D.C. Ira, let me ask you, he said uh, that they don't have a plan, that they need a plan. I think the plan is actually intentionally to allow the chaos. Well, look, I mean, they've got five weeks. Right now, they have no plan at all. Uh, This is a major crisis staring them in the face. Uh, I I don't think they can come up with it in five weeks. Look, Beto O'Rourke is speaking out of both sides of his mouth here. On the one hand, he is saying they need to come up with a plan, which he knows they can't do. Uh, And on the other, he is saying that they should just lift Title 42 uh, no matter what. So he can't have it both ways. And he's absolutely right. The local officials down there in those border communities, they really are overwhelmed. Their public health services are overwhelmed. Uh, their communities are overwhelmed. Uh, look, I mean, he's running for Texas. If he's elected, he's going to have to deal with it. Um, but apparently, you know, he, he is willing to just make these concessions to the White House uh, in order to get their support. So, um, you know, th- these politicians need to step up. You've seen a lot of a lot of Democrats come forward. You have the two Democratic senators from Arizona, uh, Maggie Hassan, who's facing re-election in New Hampshire, uh, a bunch of others who are saying to the president, don't lift Title 42 yet because it's going to be all-out chaos. Uh, and it's not, you know, it's not good for the country. It's certainly not good for our re-election prospects.
Ira, what do you what do you think of what Governor Abbott uh, is doing? You know, busting him up there. I, I've read some people saying it's just pure theater. He's just doing it to make a point. Uh, I'll let you answer that. And my next follow up to there is: Does he have the authority to shut down the Texas border if it got too out of control? Well, it, yes, it is political theater, uh, and that's pretty much all he has at his disposal. Uh, it, it is the federal government's responsibility to control the border. They're not doing it. He is just has to deal with the consequences. And, and so this is a, another way of shining the light on the administration's policies. Uh, and, you know, he does have some authority. He He's actually negotiated some agreements with governors of the border states in Mexico, across the border from Texas. And, and they're, they're faced with similar problems. Because of the Biden administration's policies, they have all of these people coming through those Mexican border states, uh, congregating there on the other side of the border. Uh, they're being brought into the area by criminal cartels. That, that, that's who's running the smuggling operations. Uh, so it, it is affecting people on both sides of the border. And the, quite frankly, the governors of the, those border states in Mexico want this to stop as much as Governor Abbott does. My prediction, uh, Governor Abbott will have to unleash the Texas National Guard. Uh, down on the border uh, if they continue with this uh, lifting of title 42 going on do you think it'll get to to that degree i mean when you're talking about that many people you would literally have to wouldn't you uh, yeah, look, the, the Texas National Guard can uh, help enforce laws uh, in the state of Texas if people violate uh, Texas laws, and I'm sure they can find all sorts of things on the books uh, that they can use. Uh, but ultimately, protection of the border is a federal responsibility, and th- this administration is just abrogating that responsibility entirely. Uh, the numbers just came out for March. It was the third highest month on record going back 100 years. Uh, and, and this is just the tip of the iceberg because come May 23rd, they're expecting it to double or even triple the number of people who are coming across each month. Uh, so it, it is going to go from very bad to worse in a very, very short time unless the administration comes up with some way of dealing with this. Indeed. And uh, we go back to, I think it was September of last year. Remember when we had the slave traders from Mississippi, uh, as they called them, the Border Patrol agents on the horses with their reins and how all the media came out and just said, you know, they're look at the slave trade. They're whipping these Haitians. Well, they did a little uh, what they said, an investigation and found out, no, they didn't. No apology from the White House, none from liberal politicians. I, I think they deserve, uh, those law enforcement officers deserve an apology for being, you know, called what they were called. That They absolutely do. I, look, he, even the photographer who snapped that picture uh, said it wasn't what it looks like. Uh, you know, that simply the horse, uh, the way the horse moved, uh, it sent the, the reins flying out in ways that looked like uh, it was a whip. Uh, you know, these Border Patrol officers did absolutely nothing wrong. That They were doing their jobs and doing it legally and doing it in a way that respected the dignity of the people who they were dealing with. Uh, it, you know, but the president and his people in the White House, they didn't want to miss an opportunity uh, to destroy, further destroy the morale uh, of the people who are enforcing our borders because they don't want those borders enforced. Let me ask you, Ira, uh, this is bad politics and it's about to get worse. It's going to be very bad headlines for the Biden administration. Do you foresee some kind of, of pivot here? I mean, how long can he continue like this? 
Well, look, I mean, it, it, I think they recognize that this is bad politics and they're just playing the long game. They they realize they're going to get clobbered in the midterms. Uh, you know, they're thinking ahead. Once these people are here, they're here for good. Um, so I, I, I suspect that they've written off the midterm elections. Uh, the one thing that might actually save the Biden administration, you've had several states file lawsuits uh, to prevent them from ending Title 42. I got to figure that there are people in the White House who are secretly praying uh, that a judge prevents them from doing this. Uh, you know, that way they can uh, mm. stay faced with, with their, um, you know, far left base and say, look, we tried, but the judge said no. Uh, and abro- avoiding that, that just cat- catastrophic crisis that they're going to be dealing with in a little over a month. Uh, interesting point. So they're maybe going, okay, judge, uh, block, go ahead and block this so we can be like, hey, our hands are tied. We tried. Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they may be scouring the Department of Justice to find their most incompetent attorney to represent them on this one. <laughs> well, they're still flying these kids in. That's 100% against our immigration laws. And we don't know, do we, who's picking these children up from these airports? I, I think Westchester in New York was a famous one. I saw a video of them flying them in in the middle of the night. Did we do this in the Bush-Obama years? Do you remember any stories like this? Uh, th- there may have been some, but, you know, never to this extent. And, you know, the fact that they're doing this in the middle of the night might tell you that they're, they're trying to hide something uh, from the folks who live there. And, and really, we have no idea what's going to happen to those kids. Uh, in many cases, they may be picked up by the criminal cartels that brought them into the United States in the first place, in which case, you know, th- these kids may be facing all sorts of hardships and suffering. Um, but again, th- this administration simply doesn't care about any of that. You would think just simply based on drugs, just simply based on this this new synthetic uh, fentanyl that's dropping people all over the country. You would think just based on that, any leader worth their salt would say, hey, we're stopping where it's coming uh, into. Have we have we heard of any caravans now? I know we have um, people that are waiting right there uh, and have been in, in northern Mexico. Have we heard, though, of any big, huge ones like we saw in the past making their way up? Absolutely. They, they are forming. They're, they're starting to make their way. They're planning to be there by May 23rd when uh, the administration says that Title 42 is going away. And by the way, you brought up fentanyl. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control has declared that a public health emergency. And where is a lot of that coming from? It's coming across the border. So there's another justification based on public health to maintain Title 42. Uh, and again, it's being ignored. I just read today they caught two illegal alien Mexican nationals up in the Detroit area, and they had 20,000 fentanyl pills and like 500 pounds of fentanyl mix, and they were working for the cartel. And Ira, as I learned back in September at uh, Fairs Hold Their Feet to the Fire broadcast, getting to talk to some of those sheriffs from what I thought were like Mayberry, USA, and hearing them say, uh, no, uh, every town is a border town now. It, it, it is. Uh, look, when you have people coming in at the rate that they're coming in, uh, I, I just, for a little comparison, they, they uh, encountered uh, 221,000 people coming across last month. Uh, just to put it in perspective, that, that is the city of Modesto, uh, you know, a few miles up the road from where you guys are. Uh, that, that's what is right now coming into the country. We, again, we don't know who, who these people are, what their purposes are here. And it's going to get a whole lot bigger come May 23rd unless the courts stop him. 
All right. Well, you've given me something uh, to, to focus on here. Thank you, Ira. Is uh, a judge stopping this in the Biden administration, getting it, getting out of it without having to actually make the, the hard decision. Uh, Ira, there's so much information uh, that FAIR puts out there right at your fingertips daily. Stories, articles, all of this information. Point them in the right direction. They can go to fairus.org. That's F-A-I-R-U-S dot O-R-G, Fair fairus.org it's it's all there and um you can sign up for all kinds of updates so you know what's going on thank you ira thank you and uh we'll, we'll talk again before this uh happens and i'll keep my eyeballs peeled on them sending their what, what'd you say they're gonna send their worst attorney up to fight this one yeah. I, I suspect that they're, they're looking for the most incompetent guy they got oh well, in the biden administration that might be a tough pick thank you ira thank you sir <laughs> we'll Pleasure. Ta- thanks we'll talk again soon that old California dream turning L.A. golf courses, what? Into affordable housing. That's really going to help. We'll talk about it next. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Tower Theater Adventure Church. Well, that controversy is still going. We had Pastor Anthony Flores and Bill, his realtor, on uh, yesterday. The city now going to buy it. And the people behind it, council members, Arias and Soria. And, uh, hey, Arias and Soria, we're looking forward to the audit. That's all i got to tell you. We're really looking forward to see how you spend our money. Uh, that's going to be the day. Uh, but anyhow, we're going to have uh, City Councilman Gary Bredefeld on tomorrow. They're going to be voting on this. Uh, I, I think that's what the city of Fresno needs to be doing, going around looking for buildings to buy. Makes a whole lot of sense right now. I mean, it, uh, well, yeah, is that going to be on the audit there, guys? We'll have to see here, right? Uh, you know, focus. Hey, I've lived in multiple cities, and I had somebody ask me today, Said you lived in multiple. Have you ever seen a city this at, like out of control? And you, and you know what my my comment back was regarding the city council? Uh, childish. It's just childish. Uh, thanks to Ira Melman with Fair there, Title Forty Two going to be uh, lifted up, and we got about fifteen hundred Ukrainians at the border. Well, what's Putin going to do about them? No, no, this border. Uh, they're down there waiting. As soon as it is uh, up, excluded Title Forty Two expiration date. And we'll have a humanitarian parole going on here. You want to hear a really good story? And I, I think uh, that the, the spirit that's in this 12-year-old kid here is what we, we, we really need, that overcoming things that, that look like they're not overcomable. Uh, a 12-year-old boy, and uh, he was born with spina bifida. It's uh, the buildup of fluid on the brain. And his whole life, he's had to use a wheelchair to get around. So, you know, I, man, I always think, like, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd probably be the dark person. Like, I just don't even want to deal with anybody. I'm in a wheelchair. Leave me alone. Uh, I don't know where he, he gets this from. But uh, he went to a wheelchair motocross at a skateboard event when he was eight years old. And he was like, wow, imagine being in a wheelchair, seeing other kids your age skateboarding, how that would just crush you, right? And the parents, too. It's like I I can almost cry talking about this story, but it's a great story at the end. He said, I'm going to learn to do that. I want to learn how to do that. So they got him a specialist skate chair. And uh, he did a few months of practice, and uh, he ended up he was really he was really good at it. 
And uh, he started then not just, I mean, to be in a specialist skate chair. I mean, listen, I got two legs and I, I can't stand skateboard. I was never good at it. I was decent with roller skates and rollerblades, but the skateboard thing, uh, my sons, when they were little, were way better at it than I ever uh, was. But uh, he, he, he made a foam pit, and he started doing flips in his chair. Can you imagine his mom or dad be like, more of the mom, like, what, what are you doing? Uh, Benjamin, his name is Benjamin Sleet, 12 years old, and he started using a foam pit to do these, these flips. And he got better and better and kept going to the skate park, made all these new friends in the wheelchair motocross uh, uh, life uh, out there. And he now has performed a backflip, landed a backflip at a skate park. He's became the first male in the U.K. to perform a backflip in a wheelchair. And he didn't do it into the foam pit. That was what he used to practice. Uh, Boy, I tell you. Uh, so t- tomorrow morning when you're when you're waking up going I don't know if I can overcome think of this kid man get a little I'm talking to myself too uh, get a little we need a little bit of Benjamin Sleet attitude in us right you know what they're uh, doing down in Smell A twenty three hundred acres of land in L A County are publicly owned golf courses assembly member from Bell Garden Democrat author of the new bill wants to take all the golf courses and convert them to affordable housing. Well, that's very L.A., And then How has the California dream vanished? That's the opinion of many, and it's not opinion. I actually have numbers, real numbers, to show you the vanishing next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 